Welcome, my historical nerd friends. This is our mini Gab. I'm Kina. I'm Ashley. And this time we are joined by two Patreon fan members. I'm Robin. Again. I'm back. It's Joey J. We are so excited to have both of them with us. So these are going to be a little bit different than the earlier mini gabs. Part one, discoveries about their towns. So watch out. I'm going to try to stump you. I probably won't because you've lived there. But, you know, I'll humor myself. And then we're going to do some questions. And then we're going to end on a weird game. (laughs) If if you really want to not stump me, there's a few um, of the historical tours downtown. And I've been on them twice with two different tour guides. Nice. And I have been crowned the keeper of horror lore. Oh, okay. That is the greatest title ever. I mean, it takes a whore to know horror lore. (laughs) Horror lore. lore. And and you'll never be bored by the horror lore. (laughs) I will never be bored by horror. Well, I mean, I guess you can be bored. But it's not necessarily you can never bore lore you. that's going to bore you. Yeah. Okay, those are dad puns, and I'm legally allowed to use dad puns, so, you know. It's true. You yeah. got the dad card, so it's completely yeah, legit. It's, it's laminated in the back. <laughs> so, speaking of where, where you guys are from, Robin, you're from Denver, yep. and Jolly J is from Sacramento. So Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Move and to Denver. Move to Colorado. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> do it. Um, because the more people that are here, the more people I can take on like awesome ghost tours and weird shit tours. Horror tours. Horror tours. Yeah. Star horror tours. The more people I can take on weird, creepy. Robin, what the fuck were I, you thinking tours? See, I might end up just doing a lot of South Park references just because, you know. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, I that's fair. I own two acres of property in South Park. Oh, nice. Nice. Is it Tegrity Farms? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a missed opportunity there, Robin. That's a missed opportunity. We live in, it's, it's in Red Hill Forest. Ooh. Well, let's see. Ladies first, I'll start with yours. I am a thousand percent sure that you know that this exists, but I didn't. So we're going to talk about it. (laughs) So Denver, (laughs) I was searching things historic and haunted like I do. And the unsinkable Molly Brown house kept popping up. And I was like, fucking A. Margaret Tobin. I just absolutely love Kathy Bates. They They are looking right now. For people to work at the Molly Brown House. So I found a cool website. Let me cite it real quick. It's called (laughs) ghost.hauntedhouses.com. Sounds really legit, but they have it all nicely worded. So I'm just going to read from that. It's beautiful 1889 red sand and gray rhyolite stone. It's 7,000 square feet and it's a Queen Anne Victorian home. Tall. Yeah, it's three it's stories pretty. with the usual attic and basement. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. The house is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Its claim to fame is that Molly and her husband, James Joseph Brown, bought the mansion in 1894. It's some kind of cattywampus from the art museum and not the rich part of town. The rich part of town is like Cherry Creek, Capitol Hill. 
over by DU. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's right near the art museum, which is a fantastic place to visit here in Denver. Right now we have a Monet exhibit going on. Oh wow, I love oh, that's Monet. Cool. It is primo. The house was built in the 1880s by architect William A. Lang. For the original owners, Isaac and Mary Large, they suffered financially from the crash resulting from the repeal of the Sherman's Silver Purchase Act in 1893, and they were forced to sell the house, and then it was purchased by the Browns. But because they traveled so frequently, the house was often rented out. So in 1902, it was the governor's mansion for the governor of Colorado and his family. Molly Brown was traveling on the Titanic. But she didn't like to be called Molly. She liked to be called Maggie. She was not super fond of the Molly thing. I did not know that. Yeah. So we all know the Titanic hit the iceberg and it sank in 1912. But she lived to oh, tell about it. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. What? Oh, I haven't gotten to that part of the movie yet. Holy crap. Why did you spoil this shit for us? Yeah. What's uh, next? Does Leo die? <laughs> Never let go, Jack. Never let go. No. <laughs> What's next? You're you're gonna tell us like people die climbing the Mount Everest? Yes, that was the tall mountain I was thinking of. <laughs> it was either that or Kilimanjaro, which people die climbing that too. But they don't get left behind. True. No, it never yeah, true. big. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, Kina dragged me up a mountain and never again. Yeah, she did not like it. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was so bad. I thought I was gonna die. Come come here and drive up mountains. We have like real mountains. Yeah. It yeah, this like, is like a hill. Yeah. It yeah. still sucks, though. It's a lot of stairs. Mountain oh, God, like the Manitou Incline. Did, have you looked that up? I saw, I found out about that yesterday, and I was like, uh, no, I get winded just going up the stairs at work. Yeah, it's it's one of those people look, <laughs> Mood. I have looked up at it and gone, wow. <laughs> Where's the, there's clouds before you get to the top. Yeah, no thanks. But there's I, donuts at the top. Not worth it. Nope. I'll buy there's an incline railway, though, and that takes you to the donuts as well. Okay, good. That's more and my you speed. You can just kick back <laughs> in the incline railway and watch the stuff go by. <laughs> yep. Fucking sadists. So our lady survived, and then she became a national heroine, which inspired a Broadway show in the 1960s called The Unsinkable Molly Brown. This show jogged the memories of the people in Denver all about her accomplishments and this amazing woman. And they created this giant desire to preserve this home because it was threatened to be wrecked. They were going to wrecking ball it. Marked for demolition a few times. Yeah. Huh. So the house was a result of combining the styles of classic Queen Anne, Richardsonian, Romanesque, and refined neoclassical to create a unique and eclectic home. It is really interesting. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, really pretty. It's an inspiring idea to use this combination with the gray rhyolite stone and red sandstone. So it's also this really beautiful. I've never seen a house this color either. It's really interesting. Yeah, it, there's a lot of buildings around here built out of the red sandstone. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really gorgeous. It's super popular because it, it was here, it was abundant, and it was cheap as fuck. Well. Yes. It also has stained glass windows, ornamental wood panels, and curved brackets. So it's very lavish and very fancy. It was considered an upper-class home, which I would say, no shit. Um, and it was a luxurious mansion for the extremely wealthy. It came with electric lights, a telephone, indoor plumbing. 
What? And heat and air. On the first floor is a formal parlor, dining room, sunroom used for entertaining. And then it had a library, which I thought was And that's where Mr. Brown hung out all the time. And they often smell cigar smoke in there. It has a very large modern kitchen, complete with butler's pantry and a cook's pantry. That's what I need, a China's kitchen with all the pantries. Right? Not that I need that much food in my disposal. But but then you would need, you know, a cook and a butler to to use those effectively. On the second floor, each Brown family member had their own room with a room left over for Molly's parents. The third floor housed the female maids while the male servants stayed on the second floor in the carriage house. And fun fact, I mean, they're rich because they hit gold, if anybody didn't know that. Let's get to the ghost. Gold and silver. Uh, That's what we're known for. The Browns always had a lot of people staying with them, either family or servants. So it makes sense that there's a lot of ghosts staying there today. The entities of Molly Brown and her husband are seen. And (laughs) it says, quote, they still putter around their home, going about their business, doing what they like to do while they were alive. We'll see JJ up on the second floor and they will smell um, cigar smoke coming down the stairs. And she did not like it at all when he smoked in the house, (laughs) Um, which is why a lot of it was kind of confined to the library. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will go into the library and smell cigar smoke. And like all of Colorado, it's a smoke free state. They said that there's no smoking allowed for the living. So. Yeah, I mean, you can't really stop him from smoking now. That's right, pipe smoke, not cigar smoke, pipes. There's cold spots in uh, Molly's room, and her apparition has still been seen as she goes around corners. So people see the corner of your eye, you'll see her bloop around the corner. Keeps tabs on everybody to make sure her house is taken care of properly. If I had a nice house, I would do that too. Real talk. Seriously, nice house? This place is fucking breathtaking. So a female apparition dressed in Victoria attire likes to sit at the dining room table and has allowed the living to take pictures of her. When feeling energetic, this entity likes to rearrange the chairs. So that's fun. JJ Molly had a daughter named Catherine Ellen who died young, probably of disease. Or the window blinds in her room raise and lower on their own. The entity of Joanna is Molly's mother, and they stayed there at that room on the second floor that I talked about. And the image of Joanna has been seen in the room's windows. So that's not frightening. Yeah. And there's also a male servant that's usually in a grumpy mood. And he's been seen in the mirror hanging near the stairs on the first floor. That would be me as a ghost. Like, just perpetually <laughs> grumpy. Just fucking living. Yes. Yes. Fucking asshole. Or just take pictures. I'm not a fucking zoo animal. Stop. Don't last <laughs> trying to rearrange the goddamn dining room. Just stop. Uh-huh. Leave it. <laughs> the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yes. So those are the biggie ghosts. It is a gorgeous house. I mean, seriously, if you come to Denver and you want to look at beautiful classic Colorado architecture, that's one of the places to visit. Yeah, it looks really pretty. I'm a big fan. Beautiful. It really is. And they do tours of it year-round. At Christmas time, they decorate the entire house. Halloween time, the whole house is haunted. And they do, um, like, fake seances and a haunted tour. And um, things about, like, Victorian Halloween parties and all of that. It's 
it's really neat. They do a lot of really cool stuff at the Molly Brown house. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you want to do your headline? Absolutely. So one of my favorite uh, things I ever did on historical AF was my funny headlines. But (laughs) I could not find any that really satisfied me for Colorado So I found an article that's nine weird Colorado laws that are still on the books. Yes. Uh, Oh, I want to hear this. Other (laughs) favorite segment. Oh, gosh. And this is from the website Nine News. It's not like the most reputable website, but it's going to be great. No, actually, Nine News is one of the big news stations here in town. Okay, good. Good. Okay, so number one, in Boulder, if you're feeling bolder, (laughs) don't dare roll a boulder onto city property. It is prohibited unless done by a city employee on official business. Oh, I wonder what that is. I, there's got to be a story behind it. You probably think they're very clever by moving boulders in Boulder. Right. Probably lots of weird stories. (laughs) Granted, I would do the same, so... (laughs) I love whoever wrote this article. So number two, you can't gulp and gallop in Colorado. A horse is considered a non-motorized vehicle. And yes, you can be cited for driving under the influence while in the saddle. It happened to a man in Boulder in 2013. (laughs) Yeah. Who didn't have a couch on their porch in college? CU buffs did not. Boulder has significant restrictions on outdoor furniture. It is frowned upon to have a couch on your porch. Part of that was uh, CU won some championship thing, and people pulled a bunch of their porch furniture out into the streets and set it on fire. Not my porch couch. (laughs) Because (laughs) white people, they're just having a good time. They don't riot and set shit on fire. No. no. Don't look at any of history to not prove that. (laughs) White people, they're just having a good time. Let the college boys go. It's all that weed you're smoking. So number four, the city of Pueblo regulates the size of your dandelions. Since oh. they are considered a nuisance and a weed, property owners must keep them trimmed below 10 inches. Huh. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, number yeah. five, in Vail, you are not to keep your junk close to someone else. Interpret <laughs> however you would like. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot keep any materials which may be classified as junk in close proximity to buildings, parks, and homes. Oh. That's fair. Vail yeah, is a fair. pretty classy town. I mean. Right? It's yeah, it makes sense for it being Vail. Yeah. Yeah. So, number six, the city of Alamosa had to specifically outline that it is illegal to throw missiles at cars. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, welcome to Colorado. I would love to hear the backstory about that. I know, right? I should have just like gone with that one and just printed it off and went with that. But one day. So number seven, you better watch them fighting words in Boulder. You are free to challenge a police officer, but only until they ask you to stop. Lightly Ooh. slap them. <laughs> are, are you a wealthy white college student or are you somebody who's not? Yes. So number eight, if you are looking to buy a car, don't go on Sunday. In Colorado, dealerships cannot sell vehicles on Sundays. Um, if you're looking to buy tires or car accessories, that's totally fine. Oh. It was, And it was only just a few years ago that we actually even allowed liquor sales on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You could buy, uh. buy 3-2 beer in gas stations. 
but that was it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas, you still can't buy liquor on, or you can't buy any alcohol yeah, on Sundays. And then when I moved down here to Louisiana, like they not oh, only sell alcohol on Sundays, but they've got drive-through daiquiri barns. Yes, same. That yeah, was like, cool. I I was down in the French Quarter for a conference once, and oh my god, yeah, like, oh my god, look slushy bar, <laughs> yeah. Block later. Oh my God! Look, slushy bar. Glub, glub, glub. <laughs> I can speak Creole now. <laughs> oh my God! It's the it's the French market, and they have mint snowballs. Yep. Oh. Oh yeah, those are a big thing here. So to round it out, number nine, the medieval practice of using catapults to attack your enemies is strictly forbidden in Aspen. Um, any use of the catapult can get you in trouble. So can you, the use of a bow, a blowgun, or a slingshot in non-designated areas? <laughs> I wonder if a blowgun. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it, that is one of the things we have in Denver is we do have an amazing um, pumpkin chunkin' competition. Yes, I am fascinated by pumpkin chunkin'. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, those were good. Yeah. Colorado oh, is wild. I love it. <laughs> All right, now for you, Jolly J. I didn't I do imagine, it. I imagine you know this, but I didn't know this, so here we go. <laughs> we'll see. I might surprise you with how little I know. That I did not realize that Sacramento is built on top of Sacramento. <gasps> oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Downtown, mm-hmm. near the uh, Capitol. Yeah, you can do tours down there and see it, and creepy. Yeah, so here's a little history for the rest of us that don't live near there and didn't know this like me, which I'm assuming everybody I've talked to on the West Coast has been like, oh, yeah, we're built on the first city. So this town was founded in 1850, which I thought was kind of newer. I thought it was a little bit older than that. And it was just plagued with like death, disaster and floods. Not not so great. <laughs> Welcome to the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're like, fun. Every day. It says that it was once a rough and tumble hub of the California gold rush. And this is from amyscript.com. And its tough beginnings saw devastation from fire and disease, but mostly from flooding. Towards the end of 1861, the largest storm ever hit California, and it relentlessly doused Sacramento with rain for three months straight. By the time January 1862 rolled around, the banks of the Sacramento River were broken, leaving the city underwater and thousands of lives lost. It's so sad. So 30 inches of rain... In the short time span, left the city underwater for months. In the new year of 1862, boats started to arrive to evacuate and rescue residents so that they could. Most people had died. Survivors were ferried to safety, but they oh, they went past all the bodies because all the graves being flooded for so long, all of them started floating to the top. Yikes. Like Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. God. We good? all float down here. <laughs> That's why ain't nothing underground. <laughs> yep, it's true. The good people of Sacramento were not discouraged by the hard times, and they actually kind of like banded together to start building on top of the floodwater to so the city that we have today. And city officials were to change the route of nearby rivers, strengthen the levees, and raise the city much higher than it was, so it was almost at sea level. 
During the 1860s and 70s, this plan came to fruition with Sacramento being rebuilt right on top of itself. So it's about 10 to 20 feet high or above the original foundations. So I thought that was really neat. And these tunnels are lined with storefronts from past businesses and remnants of original buildings. That's a little different from other tunnels I've read about. You can actually see the city. Yep. Uh, Let me skip some stuff. Oh, I like this sentence. The underground system tells many stories, both of old Sacramento's history and those of a darker, more mysterious nature. (laughs) (laughs) With rumors of housing, opium dens, brothels, murder sites, and evil rituals, the tunnels are a place of legends and supposed hauntings. (gasps) Poor lore. Man, you got everything down there. Oh, yeah. Good old California. One-stop shop. You kept brothels and evil summoning. Oh, good time. Sinister and creepy tales emanate from the old city of Sacramento. Oh, my God. Sacramento's lost. (laughs) God, my accent has... I don't even know what's happening anymore. It just... (laughs) Fucking Texas has ruined me. We we drove south and settled and our accents got even worse. I know. I didn't think it was possible, but it is. It is. You're not Boomhauer from King of the Hill. You're not like, dang, oh man, I had a beer. But do you know yeah. if you watch watch King of the Hill with closed captioning on, it actually captions what he's saying. Really? In I need to uh, I need to watch that on Hulu. I do too. I did it's, not. I have that. to watch with closed captioning on because I have a little bit of a hearing problem. Mm-hmm. So, right. so I watch everything with closed captioning on. It's great. There's so much stuff you did. Oh, yeah. So parts of the tunnels are accessible today, like you said, and they feature numerous artifacts that were abandoned and later resumed by archaeologists researching the tunnels. And while they were down there stirring shit up, apparently lots of ghosties got mad about it. So there's countless reports of sensing an unnerving presence nearby. And most people have seen full body apparitions, disembodied voices, knocks, footsteps, cold spots, and shadow figures. So you have ghosty bingo. Done. Even up top, because most of the underground stuff on top of it is what we call old sack, which is kind of like a touristy because they have uh, the train museum they have a lot of relics kind of like a lot of old buildings there's an old theater that's i've heard haunted there's a bunch of shops i think i mentioned it last time there's a uh what was it called studio nine it's like the geek store that like the doorway is the tardis okay um um yeah which is my favorite place to go to. And there's a costume shop called Evangelines that I love going into. And, uh, you know, you get to take like an old timey elevator upstairs to the costume area. And that's definitely where I felt the most presence. Oh, cool. In my opinion. So it's the whole vibe down there is just, you can feel the dread and the death. Oh, wow. But at the same time, you can spend a lot of money and then just be like, all right. But spending care. all the money can lead to dread and death. Yeah. True. Exactly. They said that there's a cowboy apparition and he's believed to be responsible for letting out a blood curdling laughter. You don't hear blood curdling laughter often. 
So um, is that like a menacing laugh? I guess. And then they say he also yells at visitors from the tunnel's dark corners. Mm. And then there's the, you know, token lady in white. Because there's always a lady in white. Oh, yeah. And then there's a or spirit black. named Lucy. And that's the one that goes oh, yeah. to Hunter's, Apparently. Did you watch it finally? Not yet, but I'm gonna. Oh. Wait, the Ghost of God. Ghost Adventures? Ghost Adventures. Yeah. It was on Ghost Adventures. Huh. Baggins is, went down there. <laughs> uh, yes. So Did he basically do the, like, chest thumping, come at me, bro? Probably. I tr- He's a lot. He's very oh, oh, God, I, I love it. Vegas, I wanted to go to his museum so bad, but I just didn't have time. And I, I wanted really to go to his museum, bad. but once I found out that there's jump scares and stuff, I will yeet an actor into yeah, the, the sun. <laughs> like, you the one that pops out from under a table, I will kick it across the room. <laughs> All right, what do you got for Sacramento. So I actually found some weird news articles on this one. (laughs) I'm excited. So I'm going to start with my favorite one. And I actually read the article on this one because it was like three sentences long. So man finds hand grenade, brings it to Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, he didn't know what to do with it. So he just took it with him to Taco Bell. It was like a World um, War grenade that he discovered. Always reminds me of the scene from Anchorman where uh, Steve Carell just holds out a grenade during the, the Anchorman fight. Just, yep. ah! <laughs> <laughs> Next one is woman pleads guilty to having loud sex that shook neighbor's furniture. <laughs> That's just a good time. For real. Why That's are they badge of honor? Now? How damn loud I, we're fucking, is that? We're, we're fucking weird up here. Because I mean, I I can be loud, but I don't think I've never shook furniture. Yeah, I don't know. I actually I meant to article, but I got distracted and um forgot to go back to it. But yeah, I'm just I don't know if there were drugs involved or what. I would assume so if it got so intensely crazy that they were shaking furniture. Yeah, depends on the area. Neighbors' furniture. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So the next one is teen asks boyfriend to prom by having him arrested. Oh dear. Honestly, I've had a few boyfriends that I wanted to have arrested. So respect. Rich white boys. Yep. Got those a lot here. So next, bird poop could help solve a multi-county crime spree. Huh. Huh. Oh, based on the various chemicals and stuff in it to deduce where a crime happened? Probably. Or somebody's stepping bird poop. I was going to say it could be the bird poop was on someone's shoe and connecting it that way. Or potentially birds ate the remains and pooped them out over a couple counties. That too. Could you you imagine being the tech on that that day that has to like... (laughs) Follow as the crow flies and just look for splatters of poop. Owl. <laughs> yeah. With a I mean, giant magnifying glass, just like, yes. like Inspector Gadget, just falling oh on the ground like a panther. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't sign me up for that, duty. No, Literally. Yes. <laughs> okay. And last one. 
<laughs> Last one. Man wanted for lewd act caught taking his own wanted poster down. <laughs> it reminds me of Tangled where Flynn the whole time like yes. putting into wanted posters of himself and pulling them down. It reminds me of that. How lewd do you have to be to get wanted posters? I mean, unless there are some thing, weird shit damn, that goes we on up there. <laughs> there are some. I've seen some weird shit. I've lived in those neighborhoods. <laughs> and then, because I didn't have as many California stories as I did Colorado, I wrote down a few Florida man ones. Do y'all want to hear those? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, please. Okay, I won't read all of them because I wrote down a bunch, but I'll give you three. Okay. All right. Florida man attacked during selfie with squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the squirrel's friends that attacked him? Uh, No, the squirrel did not take kindly to him taking a picture with the squirrel. Maybe he did not get consent from the squirrel to take a selfie. Yeah, he definitely did not ask permission. Consent is key. Right? Okay, let's see. Florida man charged with assault with a deadly weapon after throwing alligator through Wendy's drive through window. Oh, oh my no. god, I saw the that. <laughs> it was, and it was not like a baby gator. It was like a three, four foot gator, wasn't yes, it? It was, it was not like a tiny little one foot dart of a gator. It was like a big beefy boy. Gator don't take no shit. I would be so excited, though, honestly, if somebody threw a foot alligator. Not if I'm on the business end of it. No, I, I, that's my yeet incident. Yeah. Or fucking whatever. I learned how to wrestle gators, okay? (laughs) I'm showing up. I learned how to wrestle gators. You just got to stick your knees in its armpits and hold its mouth shut with one hand. Yeah, but it was kind of back here. Like a projectile, you might have time to totally do that if I had the maneuvering room. But at the Wendy's drive-through window, I do not have that room. Surprisingly, there's a lot of room in them. I I know this because I helped manage one. I still don't want to test that theory. I don't either. I'm just gonna be the guy that's like in the back, quoting like Placid, and be like, "You're supposed to say go." (laughs) I'll I'll stand in the window and have somebody throw a gator at me. I. I volunteer as tribute. I'll also be in the back quoting Lake Placid and saying, there's two of them. Speaking of fast food, here's the last one. Florida cop claims Burger King put dirt on his food. Investigation reveals it was seasoning. <laughs> uh, where was it that people were finding like bay leaves in their food and freaked the fuck out? That, uh, oh wow. my god, they're putting leaves in food. They're trying to kill us. I remember that, but I don't remember where it was. It's Chipotle. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Chipotle. Well, jokes on them because then they were like the laughing stock for being people that don't know how to season shit. So true. <sighs> but yeah, so those were my headlines. Kind of fun. <laughs> Those were really good. Those cracked me up. All right. So my first question for both of you. No. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm all over that. Where's your like historical bucket list? What's your number one? Europe. <sighs> Impossible question. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Europe. I went all through Asia as a kid and I went back in like 94. 
although I wouldn't mind going to Cambodia because when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to go there because of the Khmer Rouge. Mm-hmm. And when I was an adult, dad was still kind of easy about going to Cambodia or Laos or Vietnam. Cause you know, he spent five years there getting shot at because yeah. Yes. Cambodia, Laos, um, and then also Europe. Cause I didn't ever get to go there. Cool. Oh. Yeah. Jolly uh, um, <laughs> so not to sound like a gamer nerd geek, but I'm currently playing Go. I'm playing Ghost of Shusima, and I it just adds on my love of Japan, and I really just want to go see that beautiful country. Do it. And get the chance. Go. Yes. Probably also London as well, or just England in general. Also Australia, because I want to be like, oh yeah, it's Mad Max, woo. If I go to Australia, I'm diving the Great Barrier Reef because... Oh yeah, no, fuck that. If I see another one, if I see one of these, I'm going to be like, oh, it's nope. a blue ringed octopus for those who can't see nice. it. Oh, yeah. It's a female blue ringed octopus. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Next, what's your favorite museum or historical marker in your town that you've been to? Ooh. Or if you haven't been uh, there, where would you want to go? Because we've got a great natural history museum. Our art museum is terrific. We've got a museum of the American West that always, always has this fantastic exhibit about black cowboys and the people of color who helped found this. Mm-hmm. And they've got a pretty big exhibit on how we used to be Spanish or, or Mexican. And we actually had a lot of really cool stuff. We actually had Civil War battles in Colorado. Huh. That's cool. There's, yeah. It, there's so much cool history in this state. I don't know. We had an internment camp from World War II for uh, the Japanese who were shuttled away because, you know, there's so much horrible, horrible history here. Alfred but there's Packer. so much hope, too. Oh, God, Alfred Packer. One of the dining halls at CU is named after him. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I, One of the dining halls at CU is named after him. And there used to be a cafe up near Boulder called the Alfred Packard Cafe. Because why not? I mean, we taste like poor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm gamey, so. People taste like pork. And it's because of our omnivorous diet. I think the vegans would taste a little more like chicken. But I think in general, you know, humans do taste like pork. There is still kind of the thing dating back. Should I call the police on you? I was like, the say. <laughs> that was kind of the equivalent to barbecue is long pork. Oh, which yeah. is people. Yep. Yeah, well, welcome to Robin's weird fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jason? Where where's your favorite? So I'm not gonna lie, not not visited a lot of museums. I did go to the D. What is it? Is it the D. Young Museum in San Francisco? Oh, cool. Um, that was a very nice museum. A lot of beautiful pieces of art and historical relics. Up here in Sacramento, I 
have not gone anywhere because why that involves effort, but um, we do have the Crocker Art Museum. That's the go-to place for us. Also, the Railroad Museum. I think I did stop in that once, but I'm like, ah, trains. But like, what else? What else? Cool. Like, if somebody were to come to Sacramento for the first time, where would you tell them to go? The nerd shop. Yeah, I was gonna say Old Sac. Uh, that's kind of the best place to go to, just because that's where you're gonna get a lot of the historical side of Sacramento, because a lot of up here is just cities. Where would you take somebody as a local? I would take them to maybe Fair Oaks, which is kind of close to where I live. And I would take them to Old Fair Oaks, which is just a little teensy portion of Fair Oaks. But it's very kitschy and a lot of small mom and pop shops and a lot of chickens. A lot and a lot of chickens. A lot of chicken poop everywhere. (laughs) I mean, they they have a sign that says "Watch for chickens," and it has the chicken crossing the ro- road. I have made many a joke about that. <laughs> what is the chicken across the road? Old Fair Oaks. That's why. Maybe uh, Roseville is pretty nice to take the people down Dyer Lane, which is one of our more haunted streets okay. as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we just opened up the um, Golden One Center, and that's where we, we have the Sacramento Kings play their games. I saw Iron Maiden there. That's kind of like the big hustle and bustle plays pre-COVID. Yeah, and that that leads into Old Sac. So kind of everything's interconnected. Uh, one way or another, you'll find, you'll get your way around. But no, that sounds really cool. Yeah. That just sounds, yeah. that just shows how long I've lived up here. And I'm just like, eh. All the stores I like are like Circuit City and like Tower Records, which are all extinct now. So I'm just like, oh, there's nothing for me to do. Oh, we are the city of trees. There are a fuck ton of trees here. It's like, even our weed shops are named City of Trees or like uh, alternative music festivals are called City of Trees. It's like everybody's just like City of Trees. Yeah. It. Or it's like we're farm to fork as well. It's like there are a lot of farmlands out here. My girlfriend lives up in Dixon. Or yeah, I guess up in Dixon, which is near Davis, like UC Davis and everything. That's kind of the mm-hmm. big school up there. But uh, Dixon, that's all farmland. That. I mean, oh. like every time I go see her, it's just that they tout they have the largest corn maze on the oh, West Coast wow. or something like that. Cool. But the corn mazes are so much fun. Are a lot of gold kind of stuff to do too. There's like a lot of panning for gold and fool's gold and stuff like that too. <laughs> like if you were to go to the downtown region. So I guess there's technically stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, that's Sacramento for you. We're going to end this. This was my mom's idea to end with a game. So we're going to do a Mad Lib about serial killers. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I didn't even go. I didn't go into that. There was like, that's like the most interesting thing about us is all the serial killers we had. <laughs> you have a lot, huh? <laughs> well, there's only three that I come to my mind, but it's uh, Dorothea Puente. Uh, if you don't know, she ran a retirement home and she would kill the pensioners and then take their te- their checks and she would bury them in her yard. 
and she got caught. Um, oh. And that's that's downtown, so adds on to it. And then we had uh, probably the most famous one is Richard Chase, the Vampire of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I and, didn't know uh, about that one. Yeah. Oh boy, the thing he did to that one baby, I will just say Wikipedia Ooh. it. Yep. Oh, and then that. I think the I think the Golden State Killer was up here too. I've heard he was like in the Rancho Cordova area, which I used to live in, and that's like. 20 minutes away from my house right now so it's like just to think like oh shit that was wow and they just caught him and he just pled guilty that was like a big thing for us yeah yeah all right well you guys just give me words that pop in your head funnier the better (laughs) or historical the better okay first one i need an adjective defiantly lustful a number 42 Famous person. Mm. Oh, Bowie. Yes. Ooh, David Bowie. <laughs> a noun that is plural. Boobs. <laughs> yeah. Body part. <laughs> <laughs> but. but. Oh. Uh, noun. Rug. A rug. Yeah. Okay. A serial killer. Richard, Richard Chase. <laughs> How about we meet in the middle with H.H. H. Holmes? Okay, yeah, no, I'll take that. Okay. Body part plural. Feet. Cankles. Cankles. Ooh, cankles. Mm. <laughs> another adjective. Snarkily. I need another adjective. Um, douchey. <laughs> We're another... coming back to the Zach Bagans thing, aren't we? <laughs> another noun. Box. Number. One. 69. <laughs> uh, 69, because tomorrow or Sunday's episode. That's the one. Another noun. Car. Car. Yeah. Another uh, number. Yeah. 420. 420. 420. <laughs> Did you know in Colorado we can't have any of the the mile marker signs that read 420? Because they can't. 419.9 and 421. <laughs> but we do not have any mile marker signs that are 420. All right, this automatically generated it because of technology. All right, so here it is. Robert Forrester was a defiant man. He was always a lustful type of man. He never hurt anyone until 42 years ago. He was even the one who killed David Bowie. He used different things to murder people with, even boobs. (gasps) He smothered them. He once even shoved a man's butt in a rug. He shoved a rug in a man's butt, or is that too much pushing on Chuck Tingle territory? He was inspired by H.H. Holmes and took souvenirs from his victims, such as feet. Okay, that's a bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was then caught by a snarkily policeman because of the douchey smell coming from his box. (laughs) Well. He had right, over then. he had over 69 bodies in his car. He was sent to prison for 420 life terms. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that. that is pretty fantastic. And it, oh. bizarrely, I, I could see a serial killer doing that. That's true. You know? Especially for David Bowie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Killed by boobs. Hashtag butt and rug. Rugging butt. 
Oh man! Well, thank you guys for joining us. It's yeah, been thank you for having oh, no us again. Calling it now, my girlfriend's gonna fall asleep to this recording when it's posted. <laughs> Hopefully, because your voice is so soothing, right? Yeah. I, apparently, that was when I first post or I guess co-host edition say anything, but uh, yeah, no, she said she listens to that a lot, so she's a burdening fan. Aww. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. Oh, it's just been great having you guys co-host with us. Well, it's been great to be back. And yeah. great learning about your fine cities. Mm-hmm. And great learning kind of fun facts about it. Yeah. yeah. Always interesting to new to learn new interesting things about where you live. Cool places. And laugh go. about headlines because yep. yes. people are always gonna be weird. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this mini gab. We'll be back next month with new guests and new discoveries and more questions and a new game. If you'd like to join Patreon and be a co-host of a future mini gab, that's patreon.com slash historical AF pod. All right. And before we go, I want to do a special shout out to all of my Patreon fam. And here we go. Thank you, Kara B. Erica K, Hunter B, Brianne O, Katrina D, Natalie C, Latoya S, Jeff Jeff, Alita, hashtag my mom R, Rafat, Frankie D, Brianna, Marie S, Carrie D, Marissa L, Kara D, Stacy F, Crystal G, KCM, Monica R, Taru T. Carrie K, Robin S, Dion, Jason K, Laura H, Heather, Stacy C, Trisha and Suzanne, and Michelle F. Thank you all so much for being a part of the Patreon fam. I can't tell you how much it means to me that you guys are supporting this podcast every month and just being just being amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We'll see you next month. Okay, bye. 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 Greetings. Welcome to Curious Nixons, where we lead you through the darkness. We'll be discussing all things sinister and disturbing. If you're interested in hearing about true crime, the paranormal, witchy, and downright weird stuff, then you're in the right place. We'll We'll see see you on the other side. side.